Unfortunately, most small business owners, when it does come time when they're ready to sell, there's no acquirers who want to buy it. Or secondly, what's worse, no one wants to pay the price that you think your business is worth. And the number one thing that causes that is MRR, monthly recurring revenue. The number two thing is that if you are the whole face of the brand, what do you think is going to happen when you leave? What's going to happen when you exit? So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel, and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies, and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. Personal brand versus business brand. People often are confused about where do these things overlap and where should they be separated? So if you are a small business owner like me or a lot of our clients, you understand that you're using your personal brand in order to promote your business brand. So when I started launch close to five years ago at this point in time, it was all Bijal Patel. And people didn't even remember that my company was named Launch. But I actually intentionally set out to make sure that my company name was not going to be my business name because I understood that if I named my business my actual name, that one, I'd have a problem with a team to be able to feel like that they are part of our culture and they can take on the identity. And the second thing is, is if I was ever going to exit and sell this business, When you have your personal brands, like your name, your face, your likeness, as a part of the founder and CEO, you just get ticked, you get ticks, you get X's every time they're looking at your multiple to sell. So I didn't know all of that then, but I did understand the concept that in order to have a brand that was profound and something that people would feel is powerful and they'd want to attach their identity to it, that it couldn't be my name. Because there's no way for another person on your team to attach themselves to your identity. They might love you, they might respect you, but they can't be you. And a lot of times people miss on this. So I've developed an amazing framework that I call, quite simply, hybrid personal and business branding. So I'm gonna break that out for you today and use three examples to make this really a tactical and very clear lesson today so you can see how it applies for yourself. So let's first start with what is a personal brand versus a business brand. Business brand is super easy, okay? So let's just use myself as as an example. Launch is my business brand. It is literally my LLC. I did a DBA. It's technically Launch Design LLC. And then I did a DBA doing business as Launch. But that's, by the way, how you get around when you're naming a company and someone else hasn't registered in your state. You can just go ahead and do a DBA. So that's my business brand. So our products are underneath that. Our logo says that. When you buy any of our programs or products, you're going to see the launch logo there. Now, in contrast, personal brand, that one gets a little bit murky and it's a little fuzzy. So personal brand is not just Bijal Patel and exactly who I am. It's not exactly who I am as a person. What it is, it is a subset of who I am that has been selectively picked and curated for that version of me to show up in a public setting. So it allows you to actually craft your perception 
to the public with exactly what you want to say and be. So for my personal brand, yes, it's Beatrice Patel, but it's also Beatrice Patel who is family-oriented. I'm a happy wife. I've got two lovely kids. I'm a mom that's kicking ass, and I'm also building an empire. So you're going to see that as a part of anything you watch of my content. You're also going to see that I'm all about creating hope in people, installing beliefs, building people up, and showcasing gratitude. I believe gratitude is literally the secret. If there was ever a secret about energy, it is being grateful for everything that happens for you. And understanding that things never actually happen to you, they always happen for you. So I'm all about pumping out inspiration and aspiration. And the third part of my brand is obviously branding. So branding is everything about launch, and that's where the personal brand starts to connect to the business brand. But you can see my personal brand, Bishal Patel, doesn't talk about branding all the time. I talk about branding, I'd say probably about 50% of the time. A lot of other times, like for example, I just made a reel today and I'm talking about biohacking and how I use my pool as a cold plunge instead of having to go buy something else. And then I came up with this really super cool idea. I recommend you try this, by the way. When I do my cold plunge, I actually am stating out loud, I state my affirmations. I am powerful. I am an inevitable. I am grateful. I am a change maker. I am positivity. I am here to serve people. I'm saying that while I'm putting out declarations. I will face fear with courage. I will continue to do the hard things because it's going to get me to where I want to go. I will be the role model to my children who are watching me right now because I understand children more lessons are caught than they are taught. So all of those things are more declarations. So I'm combining that together. So I have a lot of different interests, but I recommend picking three as it relates to your personal brand. So I gave an example to talk about what hybrid personal brand and business brand is. So there's an intersection that overlaps these two things. The intersection of what your personal brand and your business brand is that is why people actually end up buying your services. If you look at where does no like and trust come from when it comes to marketing, it literally comes from they got to know you. And that's not just what your business does. It's not just products and services. It's also who are you as a person? What are your values? Are they a mom? Or are they a parent like you are? Do you have a dog? What do you value? Do you enjoy reading? What are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? Do you like to travel? Are you open-minded, growth-minded? Are you into biohacking? Like, what are the things that you actually enjoy doing? People want to humanize your business brand. When you humanize your business brand, people feel invited in like, oh my God, I know her and I feel like she knows me. And I like her because our value system and interests are the same. Very similar to making a friend. And then trust comes into place after knowing and liking you when you're out there and you're in your zone of genius talking about your craft. Like right now, I'm talking about hybrid personal and business branding. You literally have never heard it like this before. I can almost guarantee you've never heard it like this before. That is what ends up being the difference maker. So to give it another example, former client of mine and a friend, Adam Kiefer, absolutely love what he's built. He has multiple, multiple seven-figure brands. One of the brands we helped him with and we named it was called Move. It's M-U-V, so it was a spin on your, your classic way of naming a company, Move Martial Arts. So what we did is we worked on everything strategy-related. What is the mission? What is the vision? What is the core values, which we call core behaviors, the positioning, the messaging, and then we designed 
amazingly beautiful graphics for it. The whole concept of his martial arts franchise, he just opened his uh, second location. The brick and mortar space is absolutely gorgeous, you know, because I came from a world of doing interior design. It's literally drool worthy. It's beautiful. But his plan is to open 1,000 move locations across the country. And he is literally changing the martial arts industry. So move is his martial arts studio brand. And he's partnered up with some people to do that. And then he has his personal brand, Adam Kiefer. Well, Adam Kiefer is associated to multiple businesses. So he's got Move Martial Arts. He also has Relentless Media Agency. He also has Relentless CEO Mastermind. So he's got a media marketing agency. And then he also has a mastermind where he's helping martial arts studio owners across the country be able to be in a like-minded forum where they learn everything from team to sales to leadership to SOPs to processes, how to open locations, like everything from the high level, how do you set up the brand and the marketing and the vision to get like students to enroll in your school to, okay, great, What are the financials? What are the numbers? What is the SOPs, processes, and team so that you can take yourself out of just being an instructor at your dojo and you can start installing teams so you can replicate from one location to two to five and beyond. So he's got multiple brands that are associated with his personal brand. So his personal brand has multiple association and then the business brand. So that's an example there of move. So you look at that, somebody like that, and you're like, wow, He's had to work on what his personal brand is because if he went so far and so wide with it, people wouldn't even get an understanding of all the different things that he does. Hey, so quick pause. Have you gotten a big piece of value from any of the episodes so far? If you have, I would absolutely love if you could share this with someone else you think could benefit from this. A principle of mine is to give it forward because that like energy creates more like energy and it'll all come back to you in the form of karma. So just want to say thanks again for listening and let's get back to the show. Another example of this is I'm actually wearing the cap right here. A client of ours, a close friend of mine, Dave Taggart. David Taggart owns A5 Roofing and we just finished up doing his brand strategy and then we did his branding and it is like sick. We repositioned them in the marketplace and we came up with all of the messing verbiage, what tagline represents them best, how do we help this roofing company that we know is the best in class actually stand out and communicate that to homeowners. So as we were working together and we started to incept everything, we finished up the A5 Roofing rebrand, we came up with all of what is this messaging going to be? What's the positioning? His team was fired up. The culture was fired up from it. After that, he came up with this idea of roof camp. And this came from a mentor of his, Jake Bryden, who's a big time roofer. He's been in the industry for close to five years. And he's also running a multi-million dollar roofing company. And so he's just off the charts and is a great mentor to Dave and me now at this point in time. Well, when he came to Dave and said, hey, we should like if we're going to do an event together, we should use the name Roof Camp. So at first, Dave was like, no, I don't think that's the right name. So he came and he actually approached me and I love the name. I was obsessed with it. So we actually helped out and we did all the graphic design in order to take Roof Camp from an idea and bring it to realization. So we just finished our first event. I got invited out to speak. I was the keynote speaker super honored and humbled to pour into his room. Not only did Dave and Jake end up throwing a first event, 
They completely sold it out and then they oversold it. So on top of being sold out, they had people knocking out the door, knocking on the door days before the event asking, hey, can I get in? So people were like sharing rooms and stuff just to be in this space. And it was a magical, transformative experience. It transformed me. And I was a speaker in the room, made lots of great contacts and just can't wait to help the roofing industry advance. In this example, though, we have Dave Taggart, his personal brand. Then we have A5, his business, his main business, roofing brand. And then we have Roof Camp, which is actually his like another sub-brand, a side project. And he doesn't necessarily want to have A5 Roofing associated with Roof Camp, but him as the personal brand, Dave Taggart, it is underneath both of those things. So it's pretty cool how you can take a look at, hey, what is going to be the associations between these brands? How visually similar are they going to look? Like, are these logos going to look similar? Are they going to look different? Are we going to have any colors or anything that's a thread that connects these things visually? And what's the strategy behind that? Do we purposely connect things or do we keep them disparate? An example of this that you'll know from your just firsthand experience is, I don't know if you've heard this or know this fact, but McDonald's owns Chipotle. Literally, McDonald's owns Chipotle. And there is no association really publicly. There's nothing graphically. There's no colors. There's nothing that would indicate that ownership. And it was actually done really intentionally because obviously McDonald's is at the base of the market. You know, it's it's low cost, cheap, fast food, literally as like as fast as it gets. Well, Chipotle is not at the top of the market, but it is a fast casual. So if this is fast food, they're a layer above as fast casual. So think of like somebody like a Panera. So Chipotle is more in that category. So you come into the restaurant, you order at the line, you have high quality organic ingredients. They're known for quality. But if you've ever noticed, Chipotle has everything their restaurant is hard. All of their seats are hard and flat and almost not ergonomic on purpose. They don't want you to sit and be casual at the restaurant. They need to be able to flip over those tables fast. So the difference between somebody like a McDonald's where there's probably like metal chairs and, you know, Chipotle actually has some metal chairs too. The point is Chipotle wants to invite you in, but they also need you to leave fast. Whereas if you can imagine like Cheesecake Factory or a steakhouse, just anything that's nice in your area, they have all the plush banquettes and the seats all have padding, at least on the seat part, but sometimes also on the back because they're inviting you to stay longer. So instead of like, McDonald's, which is like a 10, 15 minute sit down, you have Chipotle that's going to turn over tables probably 15 to 25 minutes. I don't know. You can fact check me on that. And then you just imagine going to a steak restaurant. I know for me, when we go to steak restaurants, we're usually there for 90 minutes. We're celebrating an anniversary or birthday or date night, and we're invited to stay longer. Why is this important? Besides just talking about food, which is one of my favorite things. This is important because each of these brands, the premier steak restaurant, Chipotle, McDonald's, they're all at different tiers and market segments. They're all at different price points and they have a different intention of what is the product that they're serving and selling and then what is the experience gonna look like. So that's where the understanding comes into place. Why does it matter how this hybrid personal and business brand work? Number one, you don't wanna be the face of the brand forever because as it scales, you have to be a part of all the marketing, you have to be a part of all the sales, and then people expect you to be a part of the fulfillment. And that is literally a recipe for burnout. A lot of what I do through our brand influencer and brand enthusiast programs is to separate and pull the business owner out. 
The second reason that you want to think about how does your personal and business brand overlap, even if you're not planning to sell your business, I recommend that you should at least plan for it to be able to be sold. So it doesn't matter if that never happens, but at least if you've built the base, you understand what are the variables that you need to track and build in so that you do have a sellable asset. And then how do you get the highest multiple? Meaning like, are you going to get a 2x? What does your EBITDA look like? Are you going to 2x what you do, 3x, 5x? What does that actually look like for your business? Unfortunately, most small business owners, when it does come time when they're ready to sell, there's no acquirers who want to buy it. Or secondly, what's worse, no one wants to pay the price that you think your business is worth. And the number one thing that causes that is MRR, monthly recurring revenue. The number two thing is that if you are the whole face of the brand, what do you think is going to happen when you leave? What's going to happen when you exit? It's pretty natural. The business is going to fall apart when you leave because you've been the glue that's sticking it all together. So I hope this session gave you a really clear understanding of hybrid and business branding and how you can take that home and apply that to yourself today. 